This is the Timber and Steel Podcast. Here we take on topics ranging from fitness, nutrition, and mindset, and we make them relevant to regular people just like us. So sit back, relax, and I hope you learned something. Morning, Jenny. Hello. Welcome back. Yeah. It's been a it's been a bit. Yeah. You had last last time off. I did. You got to not be here early in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about whatever it is that we talk about. Yeah. So how are you? I'm good. How about yeah. I am you know what? Uh, I did some calf raises this week. We don't usually do calf raises. I did something my calves are tight. Uh, but that's all I have to complain about. So that was the consensus. A lot of people were sore from that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah. It's a good time. So you asked me, as you do, what are we, what are we going to talk about? And I was like, well, here's the, here's the thing I keep hearing. And I know that you've brought up a thing that you often hear. And like, well, we'll talk about just one of these things. And then I was like, no, we'll just lump it all together and expand it. So we're going to talk about negative self-talk today. And you're like, I can see the look on your face. You're like, what is the thing that I always hear people say? Yeah. And it has to do with, oh, I'm, I'm only doing this or I'm just, oh, yeah. just doing yeah, yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. The, kind of the, the correcting of that. I've got to adjust my mic. It's slowly, I'm already slumped over because it's slowly lowering itself down. Okay. New mic stands is on the, on the list. <laughs> Some that actually stay in place. So yeah, we're going to talk about self-talk and negative self-talk yeah. today. Yeah. So what, when I say negative self-talk, what comes to mind for you? That majority of people, I do say majority because we hear it so often, are just so mean to themselves. Mm-hmm. And they just talk themselves down into these different circles and cycles of things that they're shooting all over themselves. Yeah. How much of the things... Well, that's not, how do I want to ask this question? Maybe I won't even ask it as a question. My guess is that even though we hear it often, mm-hmm. that there is more unsaid verbally than is said verbally. So what we hear, even though we said enough and we it's enough that we notice it, there's more mm-hmm. that's going on inside that people aren't saying. And yeah. so that this is a a really big issue. And I think it's a big issue for everyone. Yeah. I think that more more people than not yeah. have some sort of negative self-talk and so i don't want to talk about kind of ways that this shows up Mm -hmm. maybe we can end with maybe some ways that people can start working on improving that sort of thing Mm -hmm. and it may be some ways that it it shows up that people don't even realize that they're that they're doing it that that sort of stuff so and then yeah if you got any like personal stories you want to share great because i mean i struggle with this i think everyone does does. so yeah so let's start with what won't you Pick one, one that you hear, and we'll talk about it. Let's see. I should be able to do this. The should be. The should be. Yes. Yeah. It's right at the top of the list of the things that I hear mm-hmm. the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why is that negative? Because people set this expectation, or they feel that there's this expectation that they just should be able to complete a certain task with either no training, minimal training, or just a short amount of time. Yeah. I hear this in my house. Like our, the, like I've been, I hear from my wife in the way of like, I've been doing 
been here working all day doing things and the house should be cleaner. The dishes should be done, those sorts of things. And yeah, yeah. I mean, that's so I hear it in everyday life. Some people are like, oh, I should be eating better. Yeah. I should have gotten this done today. I yep. should have, I should be a better parent. Better parent. I should have spent more time with my yeah. kids. I should have, yeah. I should be lifting more weight. I should have gotten my eating under control. Yeah. I should have lost more weight by yeah. now. Yeah. Like, we hear, I mean, it just spans the gamut and we have this, this should be thing. You touched on this um, expectation thing and you said sometimes it's it's a perceived expectation. Mm-hmm. But talk a little bit more about those expectations. Where do they where do they think they come from? So I think there's two different factors here. There's external and then there's internal. Mm-hmm. So internal is going to be more of a learned behavior that sometimes is taught to us during childhood. That as... We are growing. The people that are taking care of us sometimes give us expectations that things should be done a certain way. Yeah. So then as we grow and as we're going through life, if it's not meeting the expectation that was taught to us as a child, whether it was by parents in school, then that's when people start getting that negative talk that they are not meeting the expectations that they were taught. That could have only been taught one way. Yeah. But there's that internal dialogue that goes on that people just set that expectation because that's how they're taught. Yeah. And then let's go to the external where you and I touch about this all the time, that social media aspect Mm -hmm. that people just grasp onto. I should look like this. Mm -hmm. I should be eating this diet. Mm -hmm. I should be drinking this many glasses of water, this much protein. Mm -hmm. It's all around us. Yeah. So if we see all of this and mm-hmm. we're not meeting it, then we start shooting all over ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. I think this comes down to ultimately, I try to I try to simplify things as much as possible. Like, let's get down to the re- root cause thing. And I've been giving this some thought because I knew we were going to talk about it today. And I think this all ultimately comes down to some sort of comparison. Yeah. We're comparing ourselves to like even this internal thing like this. Here's the standard that was set for me as a child. I didn't know any better. And mm-hmm. so it's just, it's the standard that was mm-hmm. put there. I'm comparing myself to that standard. Right. Even though we had no say in that standard. Correct. Or we're comparing ourselves to other people. Yeah. And even if no one has ever said that you need to do a thing. Mm-hmm. You see somebody, oh, this person does this, then I'm supposed to do that. This person lifts this much. This is how this other gym does it. I've seen people come in from other gyms that train a little bit differently than we do. And so they have this expectation that we do things exactly the same way. And if they do it differently, they want to, how do I want to say this? Because I don't want to speak negatively about anyone or any other gym, but say a gym that does CrossFit and it's bur- burn it down every single day, high intensity, very little coaching. It's just come in and you go, 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 mm-hmm. go and come in here and we slow you down and like expect you to move well and put limits on what you can do just so that we can keep you safe and keep you learning and, and progressing. Right. They'll come in and they will feel and say things like, Oh, but I should be going faster or, Oh, I should be doing more weight or no, actually here you should not be. And you're, right. you have this kind of this expectation that we didn't set on you mm-hmm. that was maybe comes in from some, somewhere else. Anyway, that's a, 
a rabbit hole that didn't need to go down. No, there, there was a short, great. there was a word I was looking for and it, it left me. So anyway, so it comes down to these comparisons that we're making for, for whatever reasons. And every time we make a comparison where we, it like ultimately it ends up stealing our joy. Yeah. Uh, very rarely do we make a comparison where we're doing better than what we're comparing ourselves to. I, or, I mean, that's not even, but that goes back to saying that, yes, you should be doing better or, or worse that we're trying to remove those, that way of thinking. But so it's always a way, almost always a way of you feeling, leaving you feeling less than. And I think one thing you just hit on the head too, is not only is it, I hear it a lot too, as some athletes are aging or have stopped drinking from the fire hose too mm-hmm. and getting into that groove of I'm here to move to feel good for longevity mm. that at a certain point and I'm gonna I do it myself mm-hmm. I've been doing this for five years I should be better at XYZ mm. that's when I sometimes have to take a pause and mm-hmm. also go what else is going on in my life yeah for that to be creeping mm-hmm. up but that's a different rabbit hole, but going mm. back to it, I hear that a lot yeah. that depending on what your goals are, once in a while, this creepy little thing will crawl out and I'll hear people say, I should be better at this by now. Mm-hmm. And that is all self-comparison from yeah. their previous. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's been an injury or grief or mm-hmm. an illness or whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, we have some people with long haul COVID going on Mm -hmm. and we hear that all the time. And that's when we remind them to give themselves some grace, but that even comparison to yourself. Yeah. It's when it's easy when we get into a moment and we, that moment of comparison that we forget everything else that's gone on in our life, either that day or the previous six months, the previous six years, like we become to right now, right here, I feel like I should be better yeah. at, at this. And like you were saying, like we, there's so much more going on in our lives mm-hmm. that, that plays a role in where we're at on any particular moment at any particular day. And this conversation from here, even like it seemed logically that it would move toward thinking about goals and goal setting and what's yeah. appropriate, but we're not going to do that today. No. That's not the point of today. Okay, so we got the the should be, and we talked about why that's a problem and how that happens, and kind of ultimately where that where that leaves us, and it always leaves us feeling not great. Yeah. And so, if you find yourself saying I should be something, then who who's, who says who's yeah. the where's that coming from? Yeah. All right. What about the one that, you, that that you like? You hear all the time. Well, I'm just doing this. I'm just doing X Y Z. I try to. You know, one of our other lovely coaches has a rule. There's no yawning in CrossFit. Mine (laughs) is no head shaking at yourself and no justing. Mm. Because we hear that all the time. Oh, I'm, say it's a running day. Mm -hmm. I am just going to ride the bike. No, you are not just riding the bike. Mm -hmm. You're still working hard. We're just changing Mm -hmm. and modifying what we're doing. Yeah. Fitness will still happen. Absolutely. But we hear it all the time. We put stuff, like the workout is designed, written. Here's the desired intended stimulus. And it is for in a perfect world where everything is 
every the athlete that's performing it has no injuries and no nothing like limiting them or mm-hmm. and they come in fully rested and all all the things going for them. The number of people that live there every day is practically zero. Correct. Like everyone has got something going on. We try to understand what the purpose of the workout is. So if the purpose is, you know, like I'm going to use today's workout as an example. I mm. think it's a great workout. So we have three rounds for time. A 15 push press, which is a press of a barbell overhead using the hips to help drive the barbell up overhead, leg drive. We've got seven ring dips, which is a, a gymnastics press, and we're pressing in a different direction. So instead of pressing overhead, we're pressing down mm-hmm. uh, and controlling our body weight rather than an external object. And then we've got eight. I think I got those in the wrong order, right? There's eight ring dips, seven tire flips. I, I'm remembering now eight and seven is 15. Okay. So seven tire flips. A tire flip is a lot like a deadlift. We're picking an object up off the ground, but it's awkward. Yeah. We're not picking it all the way up at the ground and about halfway up, we often have to like readjust our hands and kind of, so we can flip the tire all the way over. So it's like, it's, if we were to convert that to a barbell movement, it's similar to a deadlift and then a hang power clean or a sandbag lift to the lap, regrip, and then from the lap up to the shoulder. Mm -hmm. So when I explained it today, I'm like, okay, these are, this is what the stimulus is. We want this to be short and sharp. We've got a big set of 15, but we're going to be pressing overhead. If you can press overhead, great. If we need to press out in front of us, that's fine too. And then we're going to cut that in half Do and we're going to do some sort of body weight pressing, whether it's still pressing out in front of us or pressing down in a, in a dip. But let's maintain this pressing in a different direction, mm-hmm. right? And then we're going to pick something up from the ground and then we're going to do some sort of explosive hip opening to, to get it up to the shoulder, whether it's flipping the tire. So I had people this morning to do tire flips. I had someone doing a deadlift and a hang power clean because the tire flip thing didn't work out for them. And they also tried the sandbag and the sandbag didn't work out for them. So we tried the different options, but all of those preserved the stimulus of what we're trying to achieve from, from the workout. And just because they didn't do it exactly as it was written didn't mean that they didn't get fit, that they didn't get the same stimulus out of the workout that we, that we wanted to have. And so anytime we modify things, people are often are like, Oh, I'm just gonna, I need to do this. They, and it comes, it's, I'm just going to do this. And it feels like it's right up the side that should be, mm. I'm just going to ride the bike, but I should be running. Like, no, you've had knee surgery and you have no meniscus left. You should not be running. Correct. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, and they feel like because it's written that that's how they should be doing it. And yeah. no, this was not written for your body for you to do today. Anyway, I, I went off on a no, that was- great thing. Anything else you want to add to the, I'm just doing, or no. I'm only, no. what are some other negative self-talk things? The, the just comes very closely to this. And you said it, I can't. Mm. That's another really big one. Mm -hmm. I can't do it. Yeah. And that one comes, I think we're going to start seeing all these start to come together, but Mm -hmm. it's that self-confidence and expectations that we set on Uh ourselves. But we hear a lot of, I can't do it. And, you know, we work on our mental fortitude as well. Mm -hmm. So... We sometimes push 
encourage, I say push, but we gently encourage people to get out of their safety zones mm-hmm. to try something. But so many times it's, I can't, I can't, I can't. And that one, that's a hard one mm-hmm. to try to get people to sway away from. Yeah. But when they do try it, it's it's a beautiful thing to watch that little light switch go off that you can do it. Mm-hmm. It might look different, like you just said, about changing a tire flip turns into a deadlift into a hang power clean. Mm-hmm. You did do it. You mm-hmm. did it. Yeah. It just look it might look different sometimes and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I remember telling you this story in our staff meeting that we had a mm-hmm. newer client that came in one morning and she was up all night because of the workout because mm-hmm. she said, I can't run. She worked herself up into a poor little tizzy that she didn't go. And it was a newer member. Mm-hmm. And the look on her face, as soon as I said, you can do it. What can you do? And she mm-hmm. said, I can power walk. Okay, then let's power walk. She did the whole entire workout mm-hmm. power walking. Great. She didn't run because mm-hmm. there are physical aspects that, prevent her from running mm-hmm. but she can move her body in very challenging ways yeah. but she worked her poor little self up and didn't sleep and then you should have seen her face when i gave her that permission to yeah. power walk and she killed the workout yeah but that can't word and just work together i yeah. can't run i just have to bike or row and she didn't she didn't want to yeah because she felt like internally that was a step down yeah and that's and that's too bad because she's comparing herself to something right and making her feel less than less uh, capable less have less of a person and that that's not what this is about no it's the opposite correct and you you have permission to do Mm -hmm. whatever you can do Mm -hmm. and you have permission to try stuff and fail. Yeah. And that's okay. That's yeah. encouraged. Yeah. Encouraged. So, yeah, I can't. And you know, sometimes there are those limitations. Like, yeah, you can't, maybe you can't run. There are physical limitations, but okay. So, yeah. yeah. So that's not a negative thing. That's not a bad thing. Correct. Yeah. A couple other things that came to mind. These are a little bit, some of these are a little bit more harder to wrap your mind around because these are pretty concrete. Like, I, I can't, that seems like a negative thing or mm-hmm. putting yourself down. I should be better at this than mm-hmm. I. But being a worrier. A warrior? Worrier. Worrier. Worry. Yeah. Letting worry creep in. And sometimes, I mean, this comes in, you just mentioned it, like this member was up all night worried about what is going to happen to me. What, like mm-hmm. letting, letting that stuff creep in. We start fixating on, no one's ever worried about the positive things. Right. right. There is no yeah. worry. Like yeah. that's, that doesn't exist. That's not a thing. So if we're worried, then we're fixating. We're cyclical in our thinking, going, playing out all of the scenarios. How am I going to handle this? Well, like, and that does nothing but bring you down, wear you down. I will raise my hand. First one to raise their hand and say, this is something that, that I struggle with is always, like we, I mean, just the last couple of days, like we, We've moved into this new building. We have much more, like our expenses are a lot more than they were at the other place. I need the business needs to grow. I've got all these things. 
and we saw a great like influx of people the last couple of weeks and it's like, Hey, that was encouraging. And then the last couple of days we've had two people decide to quit and maybe like another one is in conversation. I'm like, ah, we were making progress and now we're not. And now I'm back to like, how are we going to make this happen? You know, it's just, and what it ends up doing is making me feel mostly depressed and not wanting to get off the couch. Yeah. And which is like, it's not solving the problem. Nope. It's just making me feel bad. Yep. It's making me distracted on the fact that we do have quite a few members that are here that are doing great. And I love having them here and it, it changes my focus from where, where it should be yeah. and, and focusing on the pro- positive things and like on the being grateful for the, mm-hmm. for the things we do have. Mm-hmm. So anyway, do you have any thoughts on worry? No, I, well, if you're raising your hand, I'm right behind <laughs> you because I'm in the same boat as you are. And you're right. Sometimes the worry gets so loud that it prevents you from seeing the good. Mm -hmm. And it's learning how to navigate all of that. And sometimes it's just as simple as somebody saying, hey, let's work out together to help you get past some of that worry or let's go for a walk or whatever is going to make you feel good. Mm -hmm. But the worry can be such a roadblock yeah. to multiple things. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Another one that I struggle with a lot and it, this is where, and I think all these, not all these, but they may overlap and they, yeah. they're, they rub up against each other, but the, the victim playing the role of the victim. And this comes for me and like, Hey, we've been, we've been in business so long and we're not as we're not thriving we're not doing as well as we should be because of all the hard work we've put in and it comes like, and it's not fair that these people over here are doing this and this is going well for them. And this isn't happening for us. And like, again, and then that often snowballs into the worry and it like it, but it often starts at different, different places, whether it starts with like, Hey, this isn't go well for us. And it did for somebody else. Yeah. And plainly, like, it's just not fair. I wish things would go better for us though sort of thing or hey we're working really hard and we should be better but it it all kind of starts with that not all of it but often it starts with that that playing the victim and that i'm I'm not a victim like life is just life Mm -hmm. and there's no cosmic force out there working against me like it's just it just is what it is Um, and I, i think even when it comes in to the training in the gym when they've come in like oh well, I've, we have people that like I can't I'm not going to do that today or I can't do that because of because this happened or this happened and sometimes that's a real thing like yeah you were in a car accident okay great let's not do things that are going to exacerbate any injury or whatever that you've had like yeah okay you were actually the victim of a but but like people that come in are like okay I'm I'm just I've, my body's just way too out of shape I can't I can't do this. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to do this because like, I'm just, I'm not there. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. People that aren't even willing to try because yeah. they view themselves as like life is just beating them down mm-hmm. so much. And anyway, I think all these things again, we kind of overlap and, and yeah. whatnot, but I think a lot of people have a, have a tendency to view themselves as, as a victim yeah. and rather than the hero in their, in their story. They got some of that victim energy, mm-hmm. which I'm I'm raising my hand. That's mm-hmm. that's me often. Mm-hmm. You got any others? Mm-hmm. Nothing. I think yeah. I had one. What else you got? What else I got? I got I got things. I got a list. We talked a little bit about the should be person. I think another phrase of that would be the the critic. 
but sometimes that comes can be i think oh, we're talking about negative self-talk but even being critical of others can transfer into being more critical of yourself but yeah. last last one i have on my list is the perfectionist <laughs> i come and go through different phases with this i don't always struggle too much with this sometimes i've just learned over the years that like it just has to get done and whether it's perfect or not it it, you got to ship. It's got to get done. It's got to move on to something else. But but I see this a lot from members here in the gym. They're like, they want to do with going back to, again, this is kind of that comparison thing, like almost a should be. Like here's this arbitrary standard of this is how the workout is supposed to be done. We give people a time frame. Like, hey, if you are a mechanical machine that is a workout machine that doesn't have to rest Here's a super fitness robot time for completing this workout. And here is a more likely time for an actual human being that gets tired and has to rest and catch their breath and, and stuff. And then I've got people that if they don't hit the super fitness robot time, they're disappointed because they're not a robot. You're not, you're a human being. Right. right? So, and just, yeah, that, that idea that you have to do things perfectly for it to be, you have to do things perfectly for it to be great. It can be great and full of failure. One of some of the best and more like beneficial workouts I've ever had are the ones that I've, in one sense, done absolutely horrible in. But another sense, like I learned so much about what I was capable of, how to improve my technique, because I failed over and over and over again. These are weightlifting workouts where like I'm just missing a snatch over and over and over again, every time making a correction and trying to like, that is so good and so great, but all the lifts were junk. Yeah. Anyway, actually the, the word that you said that I was going to bring up was this failure Mm -hmm. aspect that so much in our life. And this is kind of bringing this, like we're saying all these concepts start to flow over each other, but really it's about, coming down to sometimes that pass fail Mm -hmm. that who set that expectation yeah you do to yourself or Mm -hmm. there's other yes there are other things and i was recently having a conversation with someone who wanted to try out a new job and she said but what if i fail and i'm like who says you're gonna fail Mm -hmm. a who says you're gonna fail b who says it's gonna be your fault that you fail Mm -hmm. And going into that, like trying to move away from that negative self-talk that, okay, what if you try something and it just isn't right for you? Instead of, I failed at the activity, mm-hmm. maybe this just doesn't fit. Yeah. And this even, you know, we crossed this over into the gym. I had such a fail at a snatch last night, mm-hmm. but I was so dang proud of myself because that was a hard fail because I knew I got to another level mm-hmm. of my snatch yeah. and it looked messy but i was so proud of myself and Good. we do that all the time like yeah fail because mm-hmm. that shows that you're working hard yeah fail doesn't have to be such a negative aspect mm-hmm. here we go back to that that yeah. negative component but we have switched into such a pass fail component and i say this pretty much every day whether it's in the gym or at my other job that this isn't pass fail test. Mm-hmm. These we don't have no. to put it into this black and white situation. We can make it as abstract and gray as we want it to. Yeah, yeah. I try to tell people if they're not failing when they're lifting, they're not trying. 
Because if we live within our comfort zone, we know it's a sure thing, then we're not pushing ourselves to get stronger or not pushing ourselves to improve our technique. Like we're, we're living in the, in the safety zone. So if you're not failing, you're not trying, yeah. doesn't mean you have to push yourself to that level every day, but Hey, just be aware. When was the last time I actually tried to, anyway, I'm not going to go into a weightlifting technique rabbit trail, but a thing that, again, this kind of comes down back to those, that goal setting stuff yeah. and without doing a, maybe we'll do an episode on that, but I think it's always best to err on the side of effort over outcomes. Yeah. Focus on your effort, focus on what you're doing, what you can do today and let the chips fall where they fall. Mm. If you get too caught up on the outcomes, you're going to miss the moment right in front of you and the effort that you should be putting into doing the thing that's, that's right in front of you. And so I think that's a good kind of simple way of thinking about things. So like, Hey, you come in, you can do the best you can today whatever it is that you're doing you're going to your job you're gonna do the best best you can that day on, on what you can do and like the outcomes are the outcomes yeah. all you can't really control those completely you can control the effort that you put into the work that you're doing so, um, anyway i hope this was helpful you know, like we didn't really touch we can circle back around i guess anything that we can do to like help combat some of this negative self-talk i guess we could touch on that a little bit well, you're going to have those moments. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where you just need to give yourself some grace and some permission to sit in the suck for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then, I know this sounds so cliche, but you, you pull yourself up from the bootstraps. Yeah. If you can't get it from yourself, that's when you, I try to surround myself with people that will encourage me yeah. and give me these reminders of yeah. whether it's a gym that has a great community that is excited to see you no matter what condition you're in <laughs> mentally or physically yeah. to encourage you to do those components. Um, that that's my, my biggest yeah. thing Yeah, is I, I let myself sit there for a moment. If it's getting too much, I reach out to <laughs> the resources I have, but I, I really try to surround myself with people that will yeah. help me in that yeah. moment. Yeah. I always feel like the, the first step toward making a change is like obviously being aware that you need to make a change. So being, being aware, like being mindful of what are the things that you struggle with? Are you a should be person? Are you a worrier? Are you, do you have like this perfectionist attitude? What are the things that are the, your, your biggest thing? What are the clues that you're in that train of thought? Like, can you listen for when you say I should be? Mm -hmm. Can you listen for when you say, well, I'm, I'm only doing this. And then practice being listening for those things. Make yourself aware of the things that you're saying. You're not always going to recognize all of it, but then like, that's where you got to start is being aware of where this shows up in Mm -hmm. your life. Mm -hmm. And then, start working on, okay, well that, well, that's not true. Yeah. I'm saying this, but I know that's not true. This is the, this is the truth. And, and that way of thinking isn't serving me. Mm -hmm. And just kind of gradually work through that. Sometimes people will use that like a, I mean, a daily journaling sort of practice to kind of work through some of those things and write about how it showed up for them the day before and maybe how they would might try to uh, approach that in the next day. Um, just trying to, bring some more awareness 
to that, not only into the behavior itself, but in then ways that you might think differently and yeah. challenge yourself to think differently when, when you notice those things come up. And then always, like, like you said, surrounding yourself with good people that are going to help you and encourage you and not put you down and not pile on yeah. to that sort of um, comparison to other people and encourage you to do things just because other people are doing them or that you need to look a certain way or perform a certain way or think a certain way or act a certain way or dress a certain way or whatever. You don't need those people in your life. Okay. Anyway. Okay. That's all I got. I think love that's it. enough. I love it. Thanks, Jenny. See you next time. See ya.